0: WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: And a belated Happy New Year to all. Hey, you're inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of October 9th and 10th. And we all know in the parallel universe of Rack and Fin Radio when a season opens, indeed calls for a happy new year. And yesterday, October 8th, the sea bass season reopened. Now, the limit has jumped to 10 fish. Still the 12.5-inch minimum. It's going to stay that way. Through Halloween, October 31st, and the limit's going to jump to 15 fish. Aha! The diabolical half-inch increase to 13 inches. But by then, the fish will be far offshore. That's when you get on these um, long-range party boats and get out there. And those are going to be some overnight trips. Space is going to be limited, but you get some monster, what they call Goliath sea bass out there, talking five, six, seven pounds. It's possible possible a state record could be broken. Speaking of state records, last week we had on Rack and Fin Radio Craig Lemon, superintendent of the Hackettstown Hatchery up there in Warren County, with a great load of channel casts that were delivered to South Jersey two-year-old. Nice, big, thick channel kitties. And we did touch on the landlock a.k.a. Atlantic Salmon Project, and what, four or five water bodies up there in North Jersey. Well, guess what? The state record was broken earlier this week by a gentleman I happen to know. Okay, haven't seen him in going on 15 years. Joseph Kowski, a 8.62 pound landlocked salmon taken out of Merrill Creek Reservoir, which surprised me. I, as soon as I saw the news, I said... Had to be Aeroflex or Weiwuyana, two of the first lakes that were stocked when the program began. Join us. I, I put a call into Craig right away. Join us on the line is Craig Lemon to talk about the salmon briefly. And also, we had a delivery of fish down to the DOD down nearby Pedricktown, DOD management area. Good bass water right there bordering the Delaware has a prize for us. Now, uh, Craig, let's get right to it. How you doing, brother? We're doing good this morning, man. All excited. Congratulations yep. on the salmon. Craig, uh, yeah. go into this. Uh, uh, Murrow Creek, that hasn't been on the program yeah. that long. No, we
2: only started stocking in November 18, so it's only been like three years. Those fish are growing ridiculous up there.
1: What's you that?
2: You're talking. To... You about... I just sent a picture. and I'm like, how how are you catching those fish like that already?
1: What's that, you three know? or four inches a year rate of growth?
2: Four inches and two and a half pounds a year. That's nuts. You know, talk to those guys at the in Mass where we get them from, right? And they can't believe the growth rates. But you know, a little bit warmer water, a little bit further south than than Mass, and those fish were born in Maine. Those
1: are Maine eggs, right? So they, they've made quite a little trip, you know, well, Greg, and now, to mass in Mass, New Jersey. Now that now they they see stocking Browns way back in in Merrill Creek, also around Valley, but the uh, that attests to the the strength of that herring forage base, does it not?
2: Oh, for sure, yeah, yep, yeah. We're not stocking big numbers, you know. Maryland's yeah. only gotten seventeen hundred fish in the last three years total. So wow. I think that's another reason why you're seeing some monsters coming out of there. Okay. And Joe said, so Joe even said that he thought he'd see that state record broken here. You know, he just he just yeah. broke it. and
1: He's thinking it's going to get broken again. I, I, Craig, I wouldn't yeah. doubt again at that rate of growth. Well, let's get to some exciting news for the South Jersey freshwater angler. Now, the bas, uh, some of the bass guys are like, we don't like those fish in our bass waters. Other guys, well, uh, let's see. Would I rather catch a three or four pound bass or what was delivered, Craig? What do we have in the potential growth rate? Go.
2: We brought a few hundred purebred purebred muskies down there last week, and uh, you know, yeah, they're not going to impact the bass. There's going to be plenty of bass to catch, but, you know, you reel in a 45, 50-inch muskie every once in a while. <laughs> a lot of guys are looking for a sausage in South Jersey, so yep. there you go.
1: And the DOD, uh, the beautiful water for them, and that, that'll help. Hey, hopefully these things, when when they get big enough, they'll make an impact on those snakeheads that got in there. Yeah, I'm going to have to start teaching them how to eat
2: snakeheads, but <laughs> I think at this, point, at this point, we'll let them snakeheads be a South Jersey thing, not a North Jersey thing.
1: And Craig, yeah. I understand the the uh, hatchery also stocked bass in, in a, a pond down South Jersey with these, these fingerlings or fry or what? Yeah, no, they
2: were like three to four inch fish, okay. you know, nice and chunky. And they went in uh, Riverview Beach Park Pond and, uh, Strawbridge Lake. Stro- oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Good,
1: good, good. Every well, yeah. little smaller venue, but the Strawbridge, good bass potential there. So listen again, it's not that Sackett sounds not just a North Jersey thing. You would think that they do spread the fish around these Asaka's, These pure strain muskies coming down here to Dod. Craig, off you know, just off the top of your head, do you think there's some other waters? I know the Sackettberg was tried back in the '90s when you Carberry was there at the Freshwater uh, South Region office. And they tried in some of the river system. I think it was Cooper. Uh, was it the yeah, Cocos. They didn't seem yeah. to take. I mean, they're they're escape artists. I'm sure a lot of I those fish went right to, to the the Delaware. Delaware. Yeah. Yeah, right to the Delaware. Yeah, right to the Delaware. I think a lot of
2: them got right in the river. Yeah. Yep.
1: Well, Craig. Do, do, Cooper River
2: and Cooper river Camden, that area. That's I've heard some pretty big fish caught out of there. Yep. Big muskies. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we run down oh. and we, we fish for bass and snakeheads. I told the one guy along the bank, he's, he's tossing a spinner bait the size of my head. And he says, yeah, and he was at the one pocket there where the little creek comes in. He says, there there, there are some muskies here. He says, not many, maybe one or two a year, but enough there to pique the interest of the trophy hunter.
2: Yeah, I think it's up to the hatchery to get some quality mm-hmm. fish down there. You know, you can't stock little fish. So they're going to have to be big fish stay away from those bass.
1: Right now, Craig, well, with, with, uh, with the forage bases down here, uh, do you see these fish, uh, a pretty good growth rate on these muskies?
2: Oh yeah, they're going to grow great. I mean, there's a lot of prey, a lot of prey in those lakes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Cooper River's loaded with gizzard Chad and they probably. Oh yeah. You know, they're going to love that. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Well, Craig, congratulations, congratulations yeah. on the state record salmon, and listeners, we have muskies. More muskies coming down here, and it's going to take some years to build it up, but we will have. I swear to it. Before I am dust in the winter, there's going to be a viable a socket fishery down here. I just like to see maybe some tigers make their way down here as well.
2: Yeah, I think you'll see that in
1: the near future. Yeah. yeah. Well, Craig, again, congr- <laughs> Go ahead. congratulations, yeah. man. You take care. Yep. You we'll see have a good uh, weekend. Well, congratulations on it, Sam. Yeah, we have a sockets here. Okay, grab that cup, grab that rainbow. Coming back, Joe Leske, Division of Fish and Wildlife's R three Mentor Program. Some stuff going on, man. Good news. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio,
0: WPG Talk Radio, ninety five point five FM and fourteen fifty AM. South Jersey's talk station.
3: There's nothing better than being in love with your home. When you switch to safe, reliable, and affordable natural gas, you'll love the longer, warmer showers, precise cooking temperatures, and cozy home heat. You'll adore the savings, too. So switch to natural gas, save energy and money, and fall in love with your home all over again. Learn more at southjerseygas.com slash lovemyhome, or call us at 218 217 864. Deborah Heart and Lung Center and Cleveland Clinic Heart Vascular and Thoracic Institute have formed a powerful alliance. Legends in caregiving New Jersey families the most sophisticated heart team in America. Innovators in research and patient care who've made life better for thousands of patients, raising the standard for the next generation of care. The alliance between Deborah Heart and Lung Center and Cleveland Clinic Heart Vascular and Thoracic Institute means the highest quality care close to home for you. DemandDeborah.org.
0: Like me- Download Rack and Fin Radio as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Just a reminder, the Division of Fish and Wildlife is still putting out those chuckers for dog training. Uh, birds went out last night for today in the Rack and Fin Radio listening area. Aspen Pink Collier's Mills, Matisquan, Stafford Forge, Glassboro, Millville, and Tuckahoe Wildlife Management areas. Hey, good luck to... The youth waterfowlers that are going to be go, going out there. To, tell you, I I was up there last week again. Went to the trappers convention again. This was very fortunate. I get to travel the state. I mean, I saw loads, loads of woodies getting set. Today is the youth uh, waterfowl day in the north zone. Next week, the 16th in the south zone, and October 30th in the coastal zone. Hey, Division of Fish and Wildlife. Also, I mean, they're working hard with this. They're they're, they're really making it. Not easier, more convenient. Get people out there. They have a new app out. It's called the Hunting and Trapping Explorer. Check it out. Go to njfishandwildlife.com. All the information's about it. Finding exactly where you want to go. Now, the R3 program within the division... Recruit, retain, reactivate, or however the three are, are lined up, is going strong. They had a workshop. They have a workshop lined up for next week. Field the freezer, deer processing workshop. It was, was going to be at Garden State Archers at Larison Road up there in Wrightstown. And I think I think it was all the, all the spaces were filled in what? 20 spaces filled in 20 minutes? <laughs> it's right by the division is really going gangbusters with this join us on the line right now very special guest first time on rack and fin radio is joe lesky he is a principal biologist and supervisor of hunter education and the r3 program with the division of fish and wildlife i believe a 20 plus 25 plus year veteran within the division he's seen changes and he the division listeners one of the best in the country it's growing it's expanding. we're making it I didn't say we as, as a licensed buyer and stamp buyer and whatever for going on. What? Five plus decades. It's it's great to see from way back when to now, the changes in society, changes in population, changes in land use, development all over the place, residential and commercial. What the division is doing is nothing short of phenomenal. Again, getting the people involved. Joe Lesky, how you doing? I'm, thanks for joining us. on Rack and Finn, little brother. What's up?
4: What's going on?
1: Great to be here, Tom. Hey, uh, appreciate you having me on. Hey, more than my point, pl- Lesky. You, I'm I've been in the air 18 years now. You have avoided me for 18 years. I finally caught you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I I yeah I can be Wiley. I can be Wiley. <laughs> Wiley as
1: in the coyote. Well, Joe, listen real quickly on the field of freezer deer processing workshop. I know it's full. It's next week. It's, it's packed up. Any other programs like this being planned? I mean, this this is great. I want to go into the we don't have much time, Joe, but the R three program is really really taking hold and expanding. And you're doing you and a crew are doing a great job.
4: Yeah, like you said, uh the R3 program which stands for recruitment, retention and reactivation there you go. is it's you know simply a uh a result of a decline in the hunting and shooting sports uh participation. So, the R3 program you'll hear you know using that term quite a bit mm-hmm. um is to try and get, you know, hunters either reactivated or recruit them and uh if if they're already in there let's retain them. So, one of those aspects is uh, this field, the freezer, uh, program that we have going on. And it did, like you said, fill up <laughs> like- quickly, because, <laughs> you know, this is something people wanted to uh find out. It's like, okay, I've, I've shot my deer. Now, what do I do with it? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it is a logistical, uh, task. We have to find obviously the, you know, the deer and the processors and things mm-hmm. of that sort. But I know, uh, you know, as myself, and I'm sure you included, um, you know, going up and going through these types of things, you you kind of just start maybe hacking into you know the 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 meat there, trying to figure out what you're doing. And this program, <laughs> excuse me,
1: be- did you talk to my niece Denise Marie? Did you talk to her? You, you, <laughs> listen, I st- I used to, listen. I used to do the whole thing, cut the ear skin, the whole bit. When I left my second thumb in the in the stew meat package, I said, "It's time to go. Time to go to a processor, man." That's right. <laughs>
4: Right. Well, for those of you scoring at home, uh like the back hind quarter has three major, you know, groups of muscle meat and it's, you know, the the top round, bottom round and the eye around. I thought the eye around there was something wrong with it because it's a lighter color and not knowing that that was kind of a hidden, you know, tenderloin for me, but that was, you know, uh my ignorance and my not knowing the ways of uh how to process, you know, mm-hmm. a deer properly. So, this this uh program will will help kind of uh peel back the the layers of the onion and show you know all right we we've done all the work to get up to that you know processing mm-hmm. and harvesting that deer let's process it properly our own way so uh these are going to go like uh like like hotcakes so mm-hmm. um we are already trying to plan one up for the north like you mentioned uh, this first one, which is, you know, October 16th, right. is in Wrighttown, which is centrally located. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's, there's going to be a big uh, a big want for this type of uh, program.
1: Well, Joe, formulating these, I mean, the brain trust involved, you know, the, I call it the headbanging involved, running things by, trial and error type thing, this has to be an exhaustive task.
4: Yeah, exactly. Um, because
1: you're looking at, let me interrupt you a second, not to be rude, but it's, it's hey, it's my perk, <laughs> but the age factor, and then you have, on the younger end, the social media factor, attentions are so divided, recruiting the older guy, again, the crossbow got some um, older guys and gals back into it, not as many as thought, maybe, but the numbers are, uh, unfortunately, Hunter numbers, a little flat right now, but they seem to be, again, not not increasing to any great degree right now. So that's Correct. a daunting challenge. R3 is, uh, I guess, listen, it's what's that old Confucius saying? I always mess it up, but the end of a thousand-mile journey begins with the first step type thing or however that goes. But this is a step in the right direction.
4: Absolutely, and you know, we're, we're offering different things. You know, we, we think of hunting as a tradition and things, um, you know, it, it it may have been, you know, my, my father taught me and my grandfather, et cetera, et cetera. But now we have to tap into those other resources where, you know, it could be, you know, somebody in their twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, et cetera, that, you know, want to be introduced to either hunting trapping or the shooting sport. Mm -hmm. And they don't know where to begin because they weren't given those tools. So, with this program, uh, you know, we can kind of reach out. And, uh, you know, we, we had last spring, we had a great uh, women's turkey, turkey hunt. Turkey yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so, I mean, all these types of things. And it all just leads back to getting, you know, everybody that, that opportunity to get out there.
1: Well, Joe, this is, again, uh, the next step from, I remember, the apprentice program. When that first came out, boy, there was a lot of uh, back and forth on that one. Well, that's proven yeah. to be a success, correct?
4: Correct, yep, yep. So... Again, it's it's all that introductory thing. The number one thing that we would hear from is, you know, let's say they took their hunter education mm-hmm. and completed the course. The question is, now what? Now what do,
1: now what do I do? Uh, Jeff, now what uh, do I do? Let me switch gears so, just briefly for a second. Though. Back to the hunter ed. You hear classes are filled, classes are filled, Then are they accepting walk-ons or not? How have the classes uh, been attendance-wise?
4: It's been pretty good, and that's a very interesting question, being that, you know, with the pandemic and, yeah, yeah, so we had to kind of, you know, change gears on a dime, as did the rest of the nation. And, you know, in the springtime when I came on to this new position – you know, attended some of the Northeast um, hunter education meetings and mm-hmm. here in the other states going through the same thing as obviously we were with trying to say, okay, now what? We we can't have that in-person class. What do we do? And, you know, the staff that were there, you know, they, they changed on a dime and they were able to adapt and overcome, which was, in my opinion, absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. They did a great job. The Hunter Ed instructors are amazing. Um, they said, "Yep, yeah, whatever you need us to do, we'll do it." Great. And so, you know, those types of numbers of looking at, you know, numbers and things like that, it's kind of uh, head scratching because, you know, we're ch- we're trying to relate it to, you know, maybe different species of apples, not necessarily apples, the oranges. So, okay, it
1: yeah. Okay, Joey. Well, Joe, we have to wrap it up. What can listeners that are interested in, in, in getting involved with the R three? What can they do to, to to be a part of this?
4: Yeah, so our R three program has a mentor training program where you could become a mentor and pass on your knowledge and skills of the hunting and trapping resource. So, if you go to our website njfishandwildlife.com, dot uh, sign up for our R three newsletter. Sign up to become a mentor. You can get out there and pass on you know the hunting and and uh, shooting sports tradition.
1: Listen, is what I found great. Although they did it up north in Wallkill. Going to do it down south because we got some really Buddha bushy tails down here. They had a squirrel squirrel hunt. That thing was beyond successful, Joe. That was why I told the people said it was great.
4: It it was awesome. And, you know, that's what this kind of program is about is, uh, you know, that that positive feedback. And even though a lot of work goes into it, um, the, the outcome is fabulous.
1: Joe Lesky, thanks for joining us on Rack and Fin Radio. You have a great fall season. Hope to run into the field one of these days, brother. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having me, Tom. Take care, man. Joe Lesky rocks up against a break. Be right back.
0: Talk Radio 95.5.
3: With colder weather on its way, now is the perfect time to get your comfort system tuned up. Right now, when you purchase a $69 heating tune-up, you'll get an AC tune-up free. Tune-ups can help catch small problems before they become major repairs. They can also extend the life of your units. We'll send a licensed Cardwell technician over to your home to inspect and address any routine maintenance your system might require. Take advantage of this great deal and ensure your home is comfortable for the whole year ahead. Visit CardwellHVACNJ.com to schedule your $69 tune-up today.
1: Boost your mood in New Jersey.
3: Surprise yourself with new wonders or rediscover the places
1: and faces you treasure most. Seek brilliant vistas, nature's splendor, the moments that renew. Rise to the call of adventure in parks,
3: forests, and family-favorite attractions. Distinctive dining, inspiring art, history, and culture. Find it all at visitnj.org
0: like Rack and fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five.
1: Yeah, welcome back to Rack and fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of October ninth and tenth. Let's switch gears a little bit. Again, a belated Happy New Year. Opening the sea bass season yesterday, Friday. But I'll tell you one thing. You know, and there, there's still plenty of tog around. It's it's tog aside along the jetty rocks and you know the inlet rocks. Still have some trigger fish around. Weak fish are showing up. What's uh, sort of flying under the radar because guys are working on the surf. Is the incredible striped bass fishery going on again? Most of it, you know, catch and release. A lot of fish, you know, under that 28-inch uh, mark, but but more than a few over that 28-inch uh, minimum keeper length along the jetties, Barnegat Inlet Jetty, down here, uh, Townsend's Inlet Jetty, Longport, little jetties around there. There are plenty of bass around, but again, everyone's keyed naturally on the sea bass. God, what a flotilla of boats I saw heading out. I was flying over the <laughs> flying over the Park Ray Bridge Monday morning at first light, going out of the what's that bass river, I guess they're going into Mullica and heading out. But good striper fishery, solid striper fishery, plugs, plastics, even some live bait going on. Jokes on a lot right now, very special guest of a very special friend rather, I should say, and a uh, rather infrequent guest because he's always fishing. If he's out working, he's fishing, is Chuck Snyder. Chuck fishes up that way. Uh Barnicket Inlet is his specialty, but a jetty's a jetty's a jetty when it comes to the striper bite. Chuck, how's it going, little brother? Thanks for coming on this morning. Tom, it's great. How are you today? Uh, I am just seeing the numbers you're pulling up there. You and your buds are catching a lot of bass. Again, as I as I read out your truck, it's it seems that oh Again, all the attention just the fly flybys on the seabass. No one's really thinking stripers yet. The guys along the beach waiting for the you know the mullet run, everything to really get going down the beach when the stripers start you know hitting that area. But you've been doing gangbusters in the je- in the uh, inlets along the jetties. That's correct.
5: We fish the inlet all year long.
0: So all
1: we year.
5: Have residual fish. We have residual fish that live there. Move from the bay to the jetty back to the bay. I think is what happens.
1: Chuck, when did you notice the striper activity accelerating? I mean, you know, the fluke season goes on. That ended, you know, in September. And then, you know, people were up there for the trigger fish and the sheep's head. Stripers have been under the radar for how long? Well, stripers uh, have been here all all
5: year long, all summer right. long. They don't ever go anywhere. But what happens, more people target flounder and other species and don't really fish for them. And so when you lose the ability to fish for flounder or tog or whatever the case may be, that people change their mode, and then they start fishing and realize that there's a lot of stripers around.
1: Chuck, there's been floods of peanuts, and now I guess I would almost say corn corncob size uh, mullet uh, pouring out there in and, and, and inlet south, so a lot of food around for the bass.
5: Tons of food, tons of bait, and they love it. That brings in other species also. You know, we're lucky enough to be able to fish for stripers. There's always some bluefish in there too, and once you get through the bluefish to get to the stripers it's great. But most recently, we've had the ability to catch some false albacore in the inlet. You know, five to ten pound fish. Whoa, 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 whoa! You got the fat Alberts in the inlet? In the inlet, inside the inlet. What?
6: Oh.
1: bag. you know, I've, I've had some luck with them along the beaches. You know, a little later on in the fall, but actually, in you know, I, again, I never targeted them in the inlet. So I figured it just didn't come in there.
5: No, so we, they showed up. I was there. I happened to be there yesterday, and we were striper fishing. And all of a sudden, you can see them crashing on top of the water and just throwing little soft plastic baits at them. I caught three in about. I don't know, 40 minutes. It takes a while to reel <laughs> <time>. them <just> Like
1: <laughs> Yeah, mind. man. Those, those things will peel off 100 yards of line in a blink. Well, to Chuck, let's get back to the bass. Your modus okay. operandi, uh, tide driven light-driven, a combination of both, or when you see uh, you know big movements of bait, you guys head out. What's the dealio? For me, it's
5: tied. It's all tied. I like the last of the incoming, the last hour of the incoming, and the first hour of the outgoing. Seems to the work the best for me. But you need to have tide. If you get a slack tide, you have no chance of catching anything but a bluefish. They just the stripers completely turn off. But when it's an incoming tide, you can pull your boat right up to the north jetty, mm-hmm. put it in neutral, and sit there for a second. Then you it'll, it'll push you back off the rocks. As soon as you come back off the rocks, you put your bait down, make sure the line stays tight, and get it to the bottom, and you're very likely to catch a striper.
1: Now, by bait, what are you using?
5: I use spot. So I, that's all I've used for years and years and years. Ooh. When I see people out there with. Um, peanut bunker mm-hmm. or a mullet or whatever the case may be, whatever, whatever local bait they, bait they can get.
1: That, Chuck, that spot's a bad, what do they call them? A Cape May Goody. That's a badass little striper bait, man. Also, on uh, the smaller sizes, flounder. Love them.
5: Oh, I was next to a guy yesterday just by chance, golf. He was fishing peanut bunker right next to me yesterday, and he caught, he stopped catching, catching flounder at 20. He had <laughs> over <laughs> 20 flounder right <laughs> at the North Monument.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, he couldn't get away
5: from it. He was trying to catch stripers also, and he couldn't get away from the flounder.
1: And, Chuck, I'm sure there's still flounder inside as well. Yeah, you know, that, that, um, that Hopefully that thing next year will be all rectified, maybe uh, a slot fish, maybe an extension a week on either side of the season. But uh, back to the bass, shark. I've done that a few times, though, plugging the jetties, getting up close. Listen, you're, you're using a... Uh, Yazuri Crystal Minnow, Daiwa SP Minnow, whatever, Rebel Rappler. You get in there, Chuck. It was basically one, maybe one and a half turns of the reel handle, and you were out of the zone. I don't know where these bass were coming from, but two and three would be uh, vying to get the plug. He's fighting that situation this early? Absolutely. So when when you can
5: get on the other side, when you mean on the north side of the North Jetty with an incoming tide, you can throw your plug over into the inlet. And it kind of let it hang there, and kind of work it that way. You don't have to, you can stay in the zone much longer. Uh-huh. And, and the fish eventually will come up and waffle it.
1: Sure. Any particular color to these plugs? To these plastics no. you're using?
5: No, the, Tom. It, I think it's just
1: they, the profile. They
5: hear it. And long, almost every plug I use has some form of a rattle in it. The more noise it makes, the more the fish hear that or feel. You know, they all have lateral lines to right. pick up any vibrations in the water, and that's really part of the big K or a big popper on top to make noise also.
1: All right, Chuck, a lot of mixed-size bass uh, in the works. Or are you finding, for example, you're on fish and they're all in the 12- to 14-, 16-inch zone, or they're in the 16- to 24-inch you know, range? What's the deal? Most of our fish are somewhere between
5: 20 and 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a, a couple buddies who caught one 38 on the jetty. I haven't caught one recently that big. Whoa. Um, but, <laughs> but I have in the past, but not recently.
1: Finding more interest in the live bait offering as opposed to the artificials?
5: Yeah, because with the artificials you have to get below the bluefish somehow. Otherwise you're going for every striper you catch, you're gonna catch ten bluefish. Which is a blast, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But when you're targeting stripers, and with especially with bait, you have to get it down below the bluefish. Otherwise they eat
1: those things like candy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the term goody. We're speaking with Chuck Snyder. He is a striper ace, Barnegat Inlet. Also again, bass or bass, whether Barnegat Inlet, I'll say Mascoll, I'll say Shark River Inlet, Townsend's Inlet or you know, Longport Inlet down in there, Hereford Inlet, bass or bass along the rocks. Chuck, what are you finding that, you know, I, I saw a guy with a keeper and he, legit, you know, the whole bit. It was loaded, Chuck. It was like it had a probably almost a double golf ball size wad of sand fleas in its gut. Oh, wow. When he was filleting it. Yeah, so, and that fish was inside. Now, that, that, the sand fleas are along the beach. I get that, but... So these fish are moving in and out, or are they bait coming out to the inlet, going back in. Because that was obviously that fish was obviously out front.
5: Yeah, I think they go. I think they move all around. I mean, the water's so warm right now, especially you know right outside the inlet. So mm-hmm. if they go outside the inlet into the surf for a little bit, going over the even going over the jetty on the north side to Island Beach State Park. You know, it's not far for them to go at all because of the beach. So it's, it's right over the rock pile, just about.
1: Chuck, speaking of water temperatures, when is it going to really click where it's ideal? I mean, you're doing well now, but when all bass hell breaks loose, what's the range? It's got to be somewhere close to 60
5: degrees, I would guess, Tom. Mm-hmm. It was 67 yesterday.
1: So I, That's still kinda whoa, warm, I yeah. it's
5: still kind of warm, yeah. Somewhere where you want to for when the fish really start to move up here.
1: I wonder why that warm, well, plus the bait, why the albies were there.
5: I, I guess they're just, I, I don't have an answer to know why they were there, but it's yeah. the a blast Thank God they were there. <laughs> they were some kind of
1: fun to catch. <laughs> well, Chuck, well, Chuck, we're up against a hard break here. Joining us is uh, Chuck Snyder. He is an ace there, up there, Barnegat Inlegity, on the bass. And you mentioned albies in there, plenty of bluefish in there, and they're all up and down the coast. Chuck, your fave, your go-to. You have you have an hour on the tide to fish, hour and half, because I know you're, you're in the contracting business. You're a busy and all get out. What are you tying on the end of that line? I have
5: two favorites um, besides the bucktail. I love the paddle tail. Swim like uh swimming plug, or mm-hmm. the four-inch split tail minnows, like in white. But I use white on those. Both those plugs or both those um, lures, right? Strictly, that's all I use. Is ever it was white, and they seem to love the white.
6: Chuck, so re- and
5: that's you know the the, the four-inch split tail minnow is really just like a jerk bait. Throw it out there, right? Twitch it, reel. Twitch it, reel. Jerk it, reel, and. Something's going to hit it sooner or later. That's what I caught the Albies on yesterday. So
1: <laughs> That's a lot of fun. Tom, on a different
5: note, tomorrow, Sunday, happens to be my birthday. So I'm Well, there you go. Day. Hold it, hold
1: it. Let's get a new rack and fin cap and sweatshirt out to Chuck. You'll, get, you'll be getting something in the mail pretty soon, Happy birthday. Thanks, Tommy. So what are you going to be doing, man? Oh, don't tell me. You're going to be fishing. <laughs> I'm going to... Nope. It was, it depends on the weather. The weather doesn't look very nice right now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind nice. of gnarly, yep. If I can
5: fish, I'm going to fish. If not, I'll watch football.
1: Okay, man. How are those eagles doing? Ooh. Uh, not Ooh. Not so <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon, Chuck. Have a great weekend. Happy birthday, little brother. Thanks, Tom. We'll Have a great you, day. You too. Man, that guy can catch some bass. Very understated. Chuck's not... Oh, Yahoo! Library. Oh, man, i catch him! He just uh, he goes out there and he does it. We're like the harmony of opposites. Okay, grab that cup, grab that Red Bull. Be right back. Rack and Finn Radio,
0: WPG Talk Radio, ninety-five point five FM and fourteen fifty AM, South Jersey's Talk Station. Fox News: Until NATO, a judge had just blocked the tough Texas law banning most abortions but an appeals court's put it back into effect.
6: Just one day after clinics across the state began serving patients once again, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals granted Texas a request of a temporary set-aside of a judge's order halting enforcement of that law while that case continues to be reviewed.
0: Fox's Kevin Cork, PG&E may have to cut power to much of Northern California because of wind and the chance their equipment could trigger fires. Meteorologist Kristen Warner of Fox TV affiliate, ktxl in sacramento the concern here is monday into tuesday that's when we will see the strongest
1: winds gusts maybe above 50 miles an hour
0: and officials say hundreds of giant sequoia trees may have burned in recent wildfires america's listening to fox news
1: Here WPG Talk Radio 95.5, AccuWeather Forecast for South Jersey. For the overnight, partly cloudy skies, remaining mild, low of just 61. Then for Saturday, some sunshine, then turning cloudy. stray shower in the afternoon, high of 73. Saturday night, plenty of clouds, brief shower too, low of 66 degrees. Keeping an eye out for Sunday to be a wet day with cloudy skies. Periods of rain through the day with a high in the afternoon up to 74 degrees. I'm AccuWeather from Matt Benz on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
0: Download Rack and Fin Radio as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Now, here we go. Rut is coming. Okay, I know it's early. I know it's early, but, you know, the predicate on where you are in New Jersey, we've seen obvious, obvious signs of it starting basically Christopher Columbus week up there in Sussex and Warren County and as late. Down there, we have Beaver Swamp area in Cape May County as late as, God, the, maybe that's a normal time, middle middle of November, maybe towards the end of November. But remember now, no doe urine lures allowed. No natural glands from deer allowed as per law. It's in the Digest, and uh, check it out. It's uh, some serious stuff here. Prevent E8, not E-H, I'm sorry, CWD, chronic wasting disease. Well, Yo Buck, we know Louis Mazio from yobuck has been a guest on Rack Fin Radio over the years many times. Great products there. He has now a synthetic dough estrus. Laura, Louie, how's it going, man? Thanks for joining us on Rack Fin. Tell us about the new product. Good morning to you, brother. Uh,
7: it, it's it's a synthetic dough estrus. I mean, with the uh, there's a trend going all across the United States to combat the CWD. They're going to non natural urine scents from Doe I mean, they're talking uh, bedding scents, anything that you could use natural, buck testosterone, buck right. urine, anything. Everything's got to be synthetic.
1: Hey, Matt, check it out. Last and I'm up in uh, North Jersey scouting around, doing some stuff. Again, getting bear photos and things like that. There's plenty of bears up there. I happened to run into a CO. It was at the Trappers Convention at Space Farms up there in Beamerville. Now, we have, listen, okay. we have another trapping convention coming out. They moved the air. It's going to be in a few weeks. Actually, it's going to be in November. We'll get to that in uh, an upcoming show. Talk to the CEO. I said, how are you enforcing this? He looked at me. He says, Tom P., right? I said, yeah. He says, trust me, we are. It's it's a Lou. Now, this is, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. Pretty much the guy said, well, it's not a priority. It is something when we do check hunters. So I'm thinking to myself, what, well, are they going to your, into their backpacks or what? Anyway, the word's out. You know, who who knows how serious it is. But there is obviously some enforcement going on.
7: Well, I would imagine it would have to be incidental. I mean, how many... I don't think there's enough game wardens to just yeah. check everyone every day. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's, uh, it's going to be if you get caught with a bottle of whatever product and it's a natural urine, you're going to pay the price. That's it. Regardless of you... Agree with the decision
1: or not? Now, Lou, you've been in, in the deer mineral business, deer scent business for decades. How do you come? Everyone I spoke with, everyone I spoke with, no way the synthetics are as effective as the real thing. Now, the big companies, uh, the huge companies have jumped on. They've been on board now with different types of whatever, you know, uh, synthetics. How do you answer that, you know, that statement?
7: Well, I would say four years ago, but the company that we actually get concentrated form from has really come a long way, and mm-hmm. I challenge anybody to that last year I killed two bucks, one in Ohio, one in New Jersey using mm-hmm. this product. So I, I, they can't seem to tell the difference now with the product they were using. You have to be careful with some of the products because it's diluted too much. There you go. They're trying to, you know, Stretch it and spread it extra out, yeah. dollar, especially in today's uh, you know terrible uh, economy that we're in. So, but we're not doing that. It's uh, we're actually probably don't cut it enough
6: mm-hmm.
7: right now. So, but no, it's it's a great product. I mean, you know, we have plenty of people use it. We we started with it last year just to see how it would go, right and we've had, I ran a sale, I'm running it right now, and we sold 200 bottles in about 23 minutes from return <laughs> customers. So, you know, people aren't buying it again because it doesn't work. They're buying it again because there you, go. you know, You got, got it. results.
1: Okay, joining us on is Lou Maggio. Yo, Buck! Dear Mineral and Attractants and his new uh, estrus, uh, synthetic uh, dough estrus. So, as Louie said, it is working and Look deer, deer hunters, you know, some people, deer hunters, I'm, I'm not mentioning anyone in particular, buy anything new. It's coming out, you know, you're buying it. <laughs> but so you, but you have a, a tried and true client man, and they, they're hardcore. And I know, I know some guys are going to tell you if it's not working, they're going to tell you, but you seem to Absolutely. have uh, hit the nail on the head right there. But look, let's get to, again, one thing I want to touch on in your area, because we're going to be hunting that way probably within the next week or two. And then we get our permits for a uh, permit bow. E-H-D, now you're based in Hamilton. That area through there, yes. uh, DMZ, Was it, 16, 8, 20, 21, go all the way no, down through the Southlands. What's...
7: We got 23, 25, 26, okay. Okay, and we're... a little bit of 42.
1: Yeah, we're going to be down by the Mays Landing area. I haven't seen much in the E-H-D problem down there. What's it like in your area? Some areas I'm hearing, local herds are
7: getting hammered. Yes, we experienced this about a decade ago in our area, especially Zone 23. The two oh six corridor right there from oh, the Hamilton. Yep. yep that got okay. destroyed about a decade ago. I mean it was to the point where we didn't even bother hunting it. I wow. I don't think the first time in decades you didn't see a truck parked on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. The e- EHD, you know, it's it's there we're not getting hit with it terrible here. I heard a couple rumors towards unfortunately for you, the main yep. landing area that right. guys were finding some deer but I just heard that right yeah. now in 23 26 and 25 we haven't seen an effect but we do have a lot of water right and that's that may be the reason why it's it's not spreading as fast here cuz what they do is you know they get the they get the prion in their brain they they desire water mm-hmm. terribly they go to water and if you have a drought and they find puddles they drink from it. Other deer drink from it, and then the disease is spread that way. But if mm-hmm. there's a lot of flowing water stuff like that, of course you're going to see not such a, a big impact on the herd that's here.
1: I'll tell you, Lou. So, my, my travels the past, probably the past three weeks, a month, I've, I've, and, and talking to everyone, going to club meetings, and, and talking to individual hunters and stuff. Some areas, man, it's like you said, they got hammered. You know, yeah, lo, it, lo, comes, you know
7: it does. It does. It comes It comes fast, and then you know there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, you know, of course these diseases aren't new. Right. CWD, CWD. These diseases aren't new. The the problem is, is we have a lack of hunters. We have a lot of buildup, so you're concentrating deer herds in smaller parts of the woods. Mm-hmm. And you know they're not not as many deer being harvested as they should be, and they're concentrated. So these there are go. some yep. of the consequences. And
6: mm-hmm.
0: to be
7: honest with you, banning certain things is not going to make less of a concentration of deer.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: So yep.
1: you know. Uh, listen, uh, again, with CWD, chronic wasting disease, your Yo buck uh, deer mineral has a CWD guard in it. Can you explain that, please?
7: Well, so there's humic acid in it. So uh, a professor up in um, at the college in uh, Canada right now, it's, it's eluding me, but he did a study and humic, uh, humic acid in the soil actually breaks down the CWD in the soil. So what we did is we took this study, which is now being started to talk about with uh, certain biologists in Tennessee and everything, that this might actually be something to go off of. Well, okay. two years ago, we decided to start putting, now you can only put a very small amount in this, and it's not a medication for the deer. I'm not claiming that if the deer with CWD eats Yobuck, that that deer is going to be cured from CWD, okay. That's not how this is working. What right. we're doing is we're getting the humic acid into the soil at our mineral site. So we are not a cause of a CWD spread. You okay. understand yep. what I'm saying? Exactly. We're, we're yep. treating the soil that's there to avoid us being part of a problem because that's, as someone who's in this business, we should try to be as responsible as we can.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Lou, a lot of people I spoke to not a lot, I should a significant amount. You know, because the, the EH, um, chronic wasting disease rather, supposedly stopped around Lancaster County and PA. It's getting closer and closer to Jersey. Some some hunters, again, dyed and wool guys, have been around years and years, decades, say it's here already. But I, I don't know, in all my travels, I have not seen evidence of that. Talk to the biologists, you know, who they want to be on top of this naturally. But some guys swear by it, so swear that it well, is here.
7: I, I'm a true believer that CWD has always been around. It took until I believe the seventies for uh, in the Midwest because there was a reason to test for it. I think that not all deer get sick and die from CWD because even in Tennessee, the numbers where they have it really bad in their lower in their southern western part of their state, right? They 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 they're shooting healthy deer, what they believe to be is a healthy deer, and they're checking it in, and now they're every deer is being tested, so now they're finding it. But there was no sign that deer, that you deer was sick. Yep. You see what I'm saying? There, there you go. So yep. it's, it's CW's here. It's a disease. We get the flu. It's not new. Deer get CWD. Some get sick and die from it. Some don't. I, it's I, You know. But okay. that's an argument we could have about the reasons why another day.
1: <laughs> okay. Before I let you go, give that uh, Facebook page, website, homepage. What do you got? Go.
7: Uh, listen. Go to www.yobuck.com to order Dos right now. It's marked down to ten dollars a bottle. We'd love to appreciate your business. Ho-ho. We're a New Jersey owned, veteran owned, and operated company, and we could really use your support right now. Okay. Well, so I'm putting give out the little guy a shot.
1: Okay. I'm, I'm, well, well, I'm and good. But I'm challenging. you. I'm going to get you out of your out of your venue area for a while. I'm challenging you to a shore bound trout fishing contest at Hamilton Lake in two weeks when a trout stocking gets underway in South Jersey. What do you got? Uh, you ready?
7: I, I'm, I'm ready. Whatever you want to do, I'm ready. Uh-oh. I didn't expect did you, did you him to... contact me, and I'm not a very good trout fisherman, so you're probably going
1: to win. Well, I didn't expect <laughs> him to take me up on that, people. And then afterwards, we'll, we'll commiserate over a couple of colons at the Lily on 206. Or maybe I could fry up some uh, cutlets. Oh. Down at the farm,
7: and we can, you know, do okay, it that way. okay, so sounds it good, a little
1: better, <laughs> <laughs> Louis. I'll be in touch next week. Take care, brother. Thank you so much. See, bye, bye, Louis Maggio. Yo, Buck stuff works. Grab that cup, grab that red bull. Be right back. Rack Finn Radio.
3: The more options you have, the better. New Jersey. So if you have Medicare, give yourself choice and flexibility with United Healthcare, as New Jersey's number 1 Medicare Advantage plan provider. United Healthcare offers a wide range of Medicare Advantage plans designed to fit your health and budget needs, including plans for those that qualify for both Medicaid and Medicare. So you can find the coverage that works best for you. With Medicare Advantage plans from United Healthcare, you can get a $0 plan premium, $0 copay on covered prescriptions, primary care visits preventative dental coverage, hearing coverage, and more. Take advantage of the choice and flexibility of Medicare Advantage plans from United Healthcare. Call America's number one Medicare plan provider today at 1-877-622-1896. That's 1-877-622-1896. United Healthcare can help you find just the right plan for you. Call 1-877-622-1896 today. Benefits, features, or devices vary by plan and area. Limitations and exclusions apply. This is harry hurley on behalf of the atlantic city rescue mission charity center
2: thrift store it's really awesome the charity center thrift is centrally located in atlantic county at 221 tilton road in northfield new jersey the hours of operation are monday through saturday from 10 a.m to 6 p.m the atlantic city rescue mission charity center thrift has a wide variety of clothes and other items in both brand new and gently used condition. They're at 221 Tilton Road in Northfield. It's the Atlantic City Rescue Mission Charity Center Thrift. The hours of operation are Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. and the Charity Center Thrift is located at 221 Tilton Road in Northfield. This is Harry Hurley. For the Atlantic City Rescue Mission, if you have any questions, visit the Atlantic City Rescue Mission, Dan Brown and their great team at acrescuemission.org
1: Don't mind me, just sneaking out to go to Kohl's. The home deals right now they're too good to pass up like up to 40% off Cuddledead's bedding up to 50% off the cutest fall decor and up to 25% off Ninja Kitchen appliances How can I resist? You can even get 15% off or 15, 20 or 30% off with a Kohl's card So yeah, I'm going all in for fall and I can't even wait select styles. Offers end October 17th. Some of students apply. See store or call for details.
4: The shift from warm days to cooler and cozier ones just makes you want to switch up your look. Luckily, Ulta Beauty's gorgeous hair event is happening now, so you can discover your best hair this fall. Get up to 50% off hair care essentials from your favorite brands like Briogeo and Revlon, and restore your hair with incredible deals on shampoo and conditioner pairs from brands like Redken. So don't miss out. This event ends October 23rd. Shop in-store, online, or try curbside pickup today. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful.
3: Installing brand-new carpets shouldn't mean putting your life on hold. Enjoy a simplified installation experience at The Home Depot by licensed local professionals with an unbeatable selection of affordable styles, colors, and fabrics that are durable and low-maintenance, including options that are odor and stain-resistant. And right now, you can get your carpet installed for free. Get started today at The Home Depot. Free carpet installation on purchases of $4.99 or more, no square foot minimum. Excludes in styles, U.S. only. See store for details. Napa know how at Napa, buy a five-quart jug of Mobile One motor oil and save $10 on a pair of wiper blades. It's the perfect autumn deal. Mobile One for colder weather, new wipers for the rain, and an extra $10 to buy Halloween candy you'll most likely eat yourself. We're not judging. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How! At participating locations does not include taxes and fees. Advertised sale price not available in some states ends 1031.21.
0: Rack and Finn Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: And that'll do it for this week on Rack and Finn Radio with me Tom P. But wait, 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 do we have an on the water report, Captain Dave DeRave show up Bay Sports and Center 81 Natalie Terrace in Seakin. He is on the water somewhere and I'm sure he is on those best. Captain Dave, what's up, bro? Well, Great Bay has been great on um, <laughs>
6: for the last for the last week or so. Um it's it's really amazing. Actually, we're almost at a point that there's too much bait. Um, these these fish are filling themselves up, and and it's just it's just amazing. The peanut bunker, they're spearing. Most, mostly the peanut bunker are everywhere. Uh, we've been having a good bite. I all go back to um, Tuesday was a little bit was just a little bit um. <sighs> Yeah, messy a little wind out of the and yep. out of the northeast, and and they yeah, the bait came pounding in, and the bass were behind them. I had a couple, of, <laughs> I had a couple of young young hot hot shots, and we we put well, I've been saying fifty because people won't believe the sixty. It's it sixty plus <laughs> wow. 50, you know, in the water, in the boat that day, um. And right now right now we're doing not doing the same thing. It's been the last couple of days have been nice. To, I mean you get a you, we've been we've been picking you pick a fish and he's just spitting up peanut bunker and there's no room
1: There you go.
3: Yeah, sometimes <laughs> they will
6: hit the gulp because
1: because it's gulping they just need one more gulp down. <laughs> okay. Captain Dave, listen, I came flying over the parkway. It was just about getting light uh Friday morning. I looked to the left there, you know, by exit forty eight, Boat Boatyard. There were two boats working opposite ways up and down those sedge banks are they trolling for those bass this was just yes, the there first are guys light
6: trolling. i i I haven't had any real reports on the trollers but there are guys trolling out here um I'm I'm casting the banks we've i've been i've been yeah dropping some spot in the bigger you know in the bigger you know, in the deeper waters and been, been picking a few and usually the spot are a little bit bigger but it is if you're not out in the dark, it is hard to get. It is hard to get the um the keepers. But I, uh, like I said, I don't. I haven't been in contact with these guys that are actually okay. Actually, um, trolling to see if they're getting any. I did hear a great report from last weekend at the Egg Harbor River where guys were just guys were banging them away they were on the, Yeah,
1: I heard that. I heard the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah. trolling,
6: but yeah. but up here, I know. I know I've been catching enough. I'm happy, and everybody else has been happy. So, <laughs> and I, I just, lo- I just love you know, these freshwater bass outfits, and and so if they're only two to two to five pounds, that's that's still a lot of fighting. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, I got over a hundred bass in the boat in the, in the last week. So yeah. that's we're just seeing what we can do today. It's it's early. Tides, tide tide's just starting to come in. I think. Yeah. You know, it seems like when the tide's running, has been my best shot. Gotcha. Whatever, whatever direction. <laughs> hasn't really made a whole lot of difference. Okay, again, yeah, Dave, just, I'll, I'll, we're up against the ring. I'll see you this week, man. Okay, yeah, it's a good good day. It looks like a good week coming. <laughs> Got get, it. Get past
1: tomorrow's miserable weather, it looks like, but it's going to be a good week next I, week. I hope, the to, I, hope, I hope to drop down Natalie Terrace. I'm planning to be in the area next Tuesday or Wednesday, Dave. I'll see you then. Yeah, Dave is out there. Oh, just a, a quick reminder. Next week, the Division of Fish and Wildlife Bureau of Freshwater Fisheries Autumn Stocking Program gets underway on the uh, top end of the Rack of Radio listening area. The waters that will be stocked are the Manasquan River, the north and south branches of the Matita and also the Tom's River and the Tom's River Conservation Area. The following week, south jersey gets loaded and we'll go into that next week Waters like greenwich lake greenwich lake hamilton lake morris river man they are going to pack this up with two-year-old rainbows okay see you next week raccoon radio god bless america god bless our troops god bless our first responders and law enforcement see you next week 95.5 fm
0: and